National coverage of America's greatest sport. Join us for bi-weekly episodes throughout the season, and remember to subscribe and rate or review the show wherever you get your podcast. If you would like to contact the show, please email us at ultimatecfbpod at gmail.com or via Twitter at CFB underscore ultimate. Welcome back to the Ultimate College Football Podcast, and today's episode is the first preview episode uh, for a weekend of college football as the college football season kicks off with week zero. We've got 10 games in total. Only seven of those games, however, uh, feature FBS teams, so it is a pretty light way to open the season. It could almost be viewed as kind of soft opening to the college football season, uh, but it's the first college football game since Georgia and TCU in the national title. So very exciting to have college football uh, back on the slate. And then next, the following week, uh, we'll have week one where pretty much everyone is back in action. So an exciting time. The season's getting ready to start. And the first game of the season is, in fact, the biggest game uh, for the weekend with Navy and Notre Dame playing 2.30 Eastern time on NBC. This game is being played in Dublin, Ireland. Which means for the second straight season, we have a week zero game in Dublin. Uh, so Navy and Notre Dame, they are playing here. The uh, last time they played in Dublin was in 2012, so it has happened before. And uh, this is definitely the most prominent game of the weekend to uh, annual rivals. This game uh, continues to be played even with all the realignment and changes uh, to some of the annual rivalry games we've seen throughout college football. The Navy-Notre Dame game has been preserved and uh, you could some in some ways say emphasized by both institutions. So these two are playing once again and it is a series of course has been historically dominated by Notre Dame. The last 15 years has been much more competitive. Since 2007, Navy has defeated to Notre Dame four times, but their most recent victory uh, came in 2016. So the Irish certainly have still been the dominant program between these two, and the Navy is a significant underdog in this game. And I'm We'll be very interested to see uh, this Navy football team as it's the debut uh, for new head coach Brian Newberry. Uh, he is taking over for longtime head coach Ken Numaloto, who is very successful in Annapolis, but the last several seasons have not gone well for the midshipmen. So Navy is looking for a little bit of a spark to try to uh, get things back in order after the program kind of seemed uh, to go a little stale. And so new head coach Newberry, he has done quite a few things to try to change things for the midshipmen. In recent years, Navy has had a very poor start to the season, and then they kind of pick things up at the later half of the season. And he, of course, wants to change that, especially with their biggest and toughest game uh, likely of the season coming in uh, this opening game against Notre Dame. So Navy, they are emphasizing physicality. They're trying to do a lot more tackling and hitting in fall camp to help prepare for the season. Uh, the new head coach, Newberry, thought that Navy had come in lacking in this regard in recent years. So the hope is that by uh, being more physical in the summer and the lead up to this week zero game, that Navy should be better prepared uh, for uh, the start of the season. So I'll be interested to see if this Navy team uh, is potentially a little bit more physical 
in this game. Uh, it's going to be a little bit hard to tell, of course, because Notre Dame, regardless of how prepared Navy is, Notre Dame has a significant advantage physically and in the trenches just based on uh, the personnel of both programs. So I'm not sure if that necessarily is going to make a huge difference for this game. But at the very least, Navy needs to have a fast start and they need to be a well-oiled machine, at least as well-oiled of a machine as you can be uh, for an early game like this. Another big difference, and this is the one that's probably going to show up more on the field and something that can actually be more uh, quantified, is the fact that Navy is tweaking the offense a little bit. The midshipmen, of course, have historically run an option offense. All the service academies run it. And ideas that gives you a kind of an equalizer, particularly in the trenches since you tend to be undersized. Uh, you try to run an offense where uh, you can do more cut blocking and try to mitigate uh, some of those challenges you have in the trenches. The NCAA, though, throughout the years has done more and more restrictions on cut blocks, and that has led Navy to this offseason kind of evolve their offense. They still do run a variant of the option, but offensive coordinator Grant Chestnut is going to start using more and more shotgun. I'm going to be interested to see, is Navy a primarily shotgun team now? Are they going to be about 50-50? Uh, I'm not really sure, and I'm not sure if Notre Dame is either, which is an advantage potentially for the midshipmen, uh, but the idea is that uh, you're less dependent on cut blocks, which does kind of take away some of that uh, kind of mitigating factor uh, with those traditional uh, cut blocking schemes that you see in that kind of flex bone formation that has been a staple of the service academy. So this is a little bit of a gamble. I don't know if it will pay off or not, uh, but Navy felt like it was necessary just with some of the rule uh, changes and restrictions regarding cut blocks. It's going to be very limited, and that's of course all uh, for safety. It is a more dangerous block uh, for at least a defender. Uh, so there certainly are critics of the rules uh, to cut cut blocking uh, or at least limit it in the game. Uh, but that's the idea behind it. And uh, Navy is hoping that using more shotgun and potentially incorporating more passing schemes is going to allow them to modernize while still using that basic kind of option uh, base and scheme uh, that you've seen with Navy for so long. So it'll be very interesting to see this Navy offense, a new look offense for the midshipmen. And if it does work for them, uh, it's a little bit of a gamble. We'll see how Navy scheme compares with the other service academies uh, this year who are still uh, not really doing as many changes, uh, at least the changes that Navy is making. Shall be interesting comparison throughout the season. For Notre Dame, uh, probably not as much to, really for both teams, I'm not sure how many takeaways we can uh, really get from this game because it is just the opener and both uh, teams just have very different personnel and are going to be playing very different schedules and have different goals for the season. Uh, but for Notre Dame here in this opening game, I am interested to see the offense and if it is uh, a different Notre Dame offense than what we've seen in recent years. Uh, in the past, Notre Dame has been very run-centric, and they have been a little bit limited on the perimeter and in the passing game. And, of course, losing Michael Mayer, the All-American tight end, who was the go-to man the last two years in the throw game, that is a big blow. But there is a lot of optimism in South Bend surrounding new quarterback Sam Hartman, who, of course, transferred in from Wake Forest. He probably has more hype out of any 
Notre Dame quarterback since maybe an Everett Golson, or maybe you have to go all the way back to Jimmy Clausen. So the hope is that this Notre Dame offense, despite losing their best player and Michael Mayer, that they are going to be able to take a step forward this season. And definitely from the quarterback position, uh, we should see elevated play here, which gives them the potential to really take a big step forward, which is what Notre Dame needs to take if they are going to really challenge nationally for a playoff spot and uh, of really threatening some of the better teams in college football. So I'm going to be very interested to see Hartman in Notre Dame's system. Uh, theoretically, he is going to be surrounded by a lot more talent than what he had at Wake Forest, but the scheme is very different at Wake Forest. It was more of a spread, a lot of RPOs. I'm going to be interested to see if Notre Dame incorporates that into their offense to try to fit Hartman's skill level, or if we're going to see a still pretty traditional uh, offense that is largely under center with a lot of eye formation and a very run-centric compared to what we saw at Wake Forest. Notre Dame is also breaking in a new offensive coordinator as Gerald Parker was promoted from tight end coach to uh, offensive coordinator. We'll see if he uh, puts his own fingerprints on the system. Uh, and uh, I do think he maybe is going to have the liberty to kind of change things up a bit. Remember, Marcus Freeman was in his first season last year, and he had Tommy Reese, the OC that was under Brian Kelly. So now that you're in year two of Freeman, I do think you uh, are going to potentially see this Notre Dame football team kind of morph more into uh, Freeman's vision for the program compared to what Kelly had. And that could uh, manifest itself in the offense and how they are run. Uh, so potentially we could see some more spread concepts, but I don't think you're going to see Notre Dame go away from the ground game. And particularly in this game where uh, that should be a uh, area of strength against what is typically a pretty good Navy defense, just when you look at the physical uh, superiority of Notre Dame, led of course by a potential top 10 NFL pick in the upcoming spring draft, left tackle Joe Alt, and he's surrounded by many other very good offensive linemen, Blake Fisher and Zeke Corral also come to mind. And Notre Dame in this game, they are probably going to be able to play pretty conservative and really lean on what should be a very stout run game for the Irish this year in order to come away with the victory. So I don't think Notre Dame is necessarily going to show all their cards in this game. It could be a pretty basic game plan. And throughout the season, even though you do have Hartman and the potential maybe to elevate the passing game, uh, the run game is still the bread and butter. So if we are going to see this Notre Dame offense evolve, I think it's probably more uh, incorporating some RPOs and some play action to complement what should be a really good run game. But that is going to still be the bread and butter for the Irish this season. This is a game that has the potential to move pretty quickly, uh, particularly with some of the new rule changes regarding the clock. You're going to see more running clock in college football, which is going to condense, or maybe I should say shorten, uh, the time of these games. That's probably even magnified when you take into account that you have a Notre Dame team that's probably going to lean on toward their run game, and this one to get on a Navy team who still, even though they are incorporating more passing concepts, they are still an option football team and they are still going to lean on their running game as well so this game could get over with pretty soon it could be a pretty quick game uh, but certainly some things to look for there and it is a nice way to open the season with a very recognizable rivalry game for college football fans 
The next game on the schedule is 3.30 Eastern on ESPN, North Alabama versus Mercer, a neutral site game in Montgomery, Alabama. You do tend to see some FCS games in Week 0 because uh, FCS schools are allowed to play on Week 0 without an NCAA waiver. The idea is that it's a rare time for some of these programs to get uh, television exposure. So in order to be eligible to play in Week 0, you either have to be an FCS school or an FBS team playing an FCS school, so an FCS school needs to be represented, or it needs to be a team that has Hawaii on the schedule, and if you play Hawaii, the NCAA allows you to play a 13th game, so a lot of schools who play Hawaii do schedule 13th play game, and one of those games uh, does tend to get put uh, in week zero. So that's uh, the reason why uh, the week zero slate uh, is always very, uh, very lean, so to speak, and why you've got some fairly random games, so to speak. It's not really a week that's uh, designed as being a prime viewing week. Typically, uh, not a lot of big games. Uh, The next game after that, 5.30 Eastern, uh, the CBS Sports Network. You've got UTEP at Jacksonville State. This is one of two Conference USA Conference games in Week 0 in Jacksonville State, of course. Uh, This is their debut to the FBS as they are moving up from the FCS ranks and they get a home conference game to usher in this new era of football for them. So very exciting time for Jacksonville State. They are in year two under Rich Rodriguez, so a very familiar uh, name there for college football fans. I'll be interested to see Jacksonville State, a team that's been pretty good at the FCS level. How are they uh, going to compare uh, with their conference French USA brethren theoretically moving up a level is a pretty big jump, but anymore, uh, if you're one of the better FCS programs, you can compete pretty well with a lot of the group of five, and the Conference USA is considered, at least at this point in time, as the weakest of the FBS conferences. So I am interested particularly in this opening game where the depth a question is probably not going to be as much of an issue. Uh, Jacksonville State uh, might be able to uh, surprise some people uh, in this game, potentially. And UTEP, of course, their hope is to make it to a bowl game. This is a game that uh, certainly looks very winnable for the minors. So a big game there for both of those programs. After that, we've got quite a few games kicking off at 7 o'clock. You have a FCS game, Fordham at University of Albany on Flow Sports on ESPN. You've got UMass at New Mexico State. New Mexico State, this is their first season in the Conference USA. They've got a non-conference game with independent UMass. And then on FS1, you've got Ohio at San Diego State, two uh, pretty big brands for the Mountain West and the MAC playing a uh, cross-country non-conference game and one of the better group of five games here in Week 0. Both Ohio and San Diego State should be certainly in the top half of their respective conferences and maybe even could challenge for the conference crown. Both teams have played in their conference championship game within the last two years. So this is a game that could be kind of used as a measuring stick between these two group of five conferences. And remember, uh, that does matter, certainly, when you take into account that the champion, the highest-ranked champion of the group of five, doesn't make it to a New Year's Six Bowl. So in the past, the American Athletic conference has really dominated that race. But the biggest AAC brands and some of the most 
competitive teams in the American have left for the Big 12. So there is potentially kind of an opportunity here for some group of five schools and some other conferences to kind of fill that perceived gap. And uh, that could make for an interesting race here in the group of five to see which conference makes it to a major bowl game. Uh, Potentially these type of games could kind of help uh, draft a narrative as to what conference is the strongest uh, nationally in the group of five. I think most people probably think it's still either the AAC or the Mountain West. So uh, certainly uh, something to keep in mind in San Diego State hoping to make a move here in the Mountain West Conference in Ohio. They were the MAC runner-up. They would like, of course, to uh, finish the deal and actually win the championship, which then if they can win some of these type of non-conference games, that certainly would help build your resume uh, to try to make it into a New Year's Six Bowl. There are two games kicking off 30 minutes later at 7.30 Eastern on the SEC Network. You've got Hawaii at Vanderbilt. And then on ABC, you've got Jackson State versus South Carolina State. That game is a neutral site game in Atlanta, Georgia, and a rematch of the Celebration Bowl just a couple of seasons ago. So both of those schools uh, do look to uh, return to that bowl game, which is viewed as the HBCU Championship uh, two pretty premier programs at that level of play. And for Jackson State, they've really seen their stock and their brand rise considerably because of Deion Sanders. He, of course, is no longer with Jackson State. And some of Jackson State's best players did transfer out. Some of them followed Dion to Colorado. So we'll see if Jackson State can stay atop uh, of the SWAC, which they have enjoyed a lot of success the last couple of years. They are looking to uh, continue that success and make another run at the Celebration Bowl this season where they lost uh, in their two appearances under Deion Sanders. And one of the teams to defeat them was, of course, South Carolina State. And then to finish off the weekend, you've got 8 p.m. on the Pac-12 network, San Jose State at USC. Uh, USC is a team that uh, is trying to make a run to the playoff. They came just a bit short last year. And Caleb Williams, of course, looking to defend his Heisman Trophy. Uh, So a little bit of a tune-up game here. San Jose State is a very competitive Mountain West school. uh, But they certainly have their hands full in this one, probably the biggest thing to look at for this game is if USC's defense can put forth a pretty good performance. They are playing probably one of the weaker offenses on their schedule this year, uh, so certainly would uh, be a good start to the season if USC's defense can have a dominant performance that is really the area of weakness for USC and that side of the ball is what uh, could potentially keep USC from reaching some of their goals this season so that is certainly something to watch maybe San Jose State can make this one a little bit more interesting than many suspect if they can have an offensive explosion and the weekend concludes 9 p.m eastern on the CBS Sports Network with a Conference USA game Florida International at Louisiana Tech Louisiana Tech was a real disappointment last year, going 3-9 in Sonny Cumbie's debut season. He's looking for a bounce back here in uh, his second year uh, as the head coach for the Bulldogs and what is uh, perceived as a weekend conference USA with some of the uh, better teams at conference leaving that could maybe allow the Bulldogs to really make a move this year. And Florida International, uh, they are another school in the second year of their head coach. 
Mike McIntyre went 4-8 last season, uh, but one of those four wins did come against Louisiana Tech in a game that went into overtime, so uh, this could be a pretty good game here uh, to wrap up the weekend, and both teams, uh, realistically speaking, a bowl eligibility is probably uh, the ceiling you would think, uh, opt- realistically, for what both teams uh, could potentially achieve. This, of course, would be a big win uh, for either school and their hopes of reaching that 6-6 six and six mark. So that's our week zero slate. We typically uh, will predict 10 games for the weekend. And since there are 10 games here in week zero, uh, we might as well predict them. So we're just going to go in order of kickoff. Uh, So starting Navy-Notre Dame, I think the most interesting game of the weekend. I am going to take Notre Dame a much stronger roster. Uh, Even with the rivalry, I think Notre Dame should win this one uh, with ease, uh, so to speak. Uh, But certainly uh, we'll see if Navy can hang around and maybe make this one more interesting uh, than the odds bankers would think. I'm a little skeptical uh, that Navy will be able to do that. So I do think Notre Dame wins and probably wins pretty handily. Uh, North Alabama Mercer, I'm going to go with North Alabama here. Uh, UTEP Jacksonville State, I'm going to go with UTEP. I do have uh, some questions certainly for Jacksonville State making that jump from the FCS to the FBS level. They could maybe be fairly competitive right out of the gate, but I do think I need to see it to have a lot of confidence in Jacksonville State. So I am going to go with UTEP to win that one. Uh, Fordham and UAlbany, I'm going to go with Fordham, a team that has been to the FCS playoffs in recent years or at least went to the playoffs last season. So I do think they are a stronger team uh, entering this season. Uh, UMass, New Mexico State. UMass still looks to be one of the more you know worst teams uh, in the FBS level in New Mexico State. Really took a huge step forward last season, winning a bowl game, finishing 7-6. and six. I like New Mexico State uh, to win this one. Ohio at San Diego State. I'm going to go with the Aztecs at home. I think this game could be very competitive in San Diego State. You always do have to kind of worry about their offense. And Ohio probably was the better team last season, but I think at home and that San Diego State defense, those two things are going to combine for an Aztec victory. Uh, but that game could be maybe the most interesting as far as if you're looking at a competitive football game. That could be one of the best games of the weekend. Hawaii at Vanderbilt. Uh, Vanderbilt uh, kind of quietly had a decent season last year, still losing record, no bowl game, five and seven. But they took a big step forward, and Clark Lee's second season, Hawaii uh, and. Timmy Chain second season, they still have a long ways to go. And last year's game, also week zero game, Vanderbilt just blew the doors off of Hawaii. I think you could see something similar. I'm going to go with the Commodores pretty big. Uh, Jackson State versus South Carolina State. I'm going to go with South Carolina State. I do worry about Jackson State with all the players who left. I could see them really falling back to earth this season. And the San Jose State at USC, I think USC wins that one pretty big. And then to wrap up the weekend, I've got Louisiana Tech at home knocking off Florida International. So that's going to do it for our Week Zero preview, and uh, we will see you next time on the Ultimate College Football Podcast.